What's up, everybody? We got Lily, Jakana Boxing today. Hey. Hi. Talk a little bit of boxing and a little bit of everything. You know the vibes. Can you hear the music this time, Stella? I can. All right. Sometimes, 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 you, sometimes you drop you it too low. And then yeah, I know, it. man. I, I got to get it together. You drop it like mid-party, and then I'm like, wait a second. And I'm like, okay. There it is. Oh. Nope. Uh, 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 right. you know? <laughs> I know, man. I know it's like herky jerky, mm-hmm. kind of like Tyson Fury's uh, boxing style. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of boxing uh, drama going on right now, huh? So much from every single direction, all sorts of new, old, every weight class, you name it. It's like Jerry Springer. And by the way, I'm super excited right now to be uh, talking with somebody who's into boxing just as much as I am. And And by the way, like for a chick to be into boxing, that's like some unicorn shit right there so <laughs> shout out to that like real talk man like i mean to find like a hardcore hardcore uh boxing fan in general is like yeah you know tough to come by and then let it alone uh like a chick who's into boxing i mean i know they're out there but i'm just saying it's more unicorn type <laughs> of uh, vibes you know what i'm saying these days i feel like it was more of a thing like 20 years ago and well, yeah. now I feel like it's less than it used to be. It was there was more casual fans, you know, back in the day yeah. when it was, uh, you know, the Mike Tyson era or any of the other fighters it's because they promoted it more. But now yeah, there's so many boxing suits, so different many boxing promotionals. Yeah, so many promotions, so many different networks. And, you know, a lot of people still don't have access to, let's say everybody has a smart TV, but I still get my uncles calling me like, where's Canelo fighting? How mm-hmm. can I? watch it and it's like they don't know that it's kind of like streaming now um and then going back to what you said about like you know it's it's rare for like someone to like like a girl to look to look to like sports in general i think um i think estella can agree with me if if it's rare when with don't take this offensively but with men it's like whenever you tell them you like sports they like want to quiz you on it it's like the most random (laughs) like let's see yeah, like what what font was on Pacquiao's shorts of night he fought Marquez? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. some like random ass shit. Like oh, I, yeah. I love baseball, and then when I tell people like oh, I'm, I'm a really great Dodger fan, they're like oh, so who pitched in the last World Series before this one? And, oh, like they'll just men just <laughs> quiz you. So most of the times, I feel like that's why a lot of girls don't say that they're into sports because you know I'm pretty sure it's happened. It's happened to you, Stella. Like, we're- and and it's shit that they wouldn't ask another dude. They wouldn't yeah. question your like your fan status and how deep of a fan you are. If you're just like, it's not something they even like think about for you. They're like, oh, oh, that's cool. You're like, you're that. Yeah. You know what? Like- they actually do that to me though when it comes to football, because <laughs> I always wear my 49ers hat, and I feel like immediately everyone's like, what do you think about the draft or? What do you think about this plan? I'm like, damn, I don't even follow it that close. Like I used to, <laughs> you know, back in the day. But, you know, when I start like, you know, doing a deep dive on, yeah. you know, whatever sport that they're talking about, because I got like, you know, my three teams, you know, I got 49ers, I got Giants and I got Warriors. Can't tell you who's on the team. I don't <laughs> know what it is. I'm just not into it like that no more. But boxing, you know, I'm into boxing and I follow boxing close. So, you know, like I could, you know, mix that with people about that, but people do that to guys too. 
I so, feel like, like at this point, not I just same passive aggressiveness though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not with the same passive aggressiveness. I get what you're saying. For men, it's more acceptable to like just be a casual fan, like just be like, oh, I watch it here and there, or oh, I know the top names or I know the champions. But with women, it's like you gotta prove to be like some sort of encyclopedia or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. That's I mean, I, I can see what you're I don't. About. I'm not anymore. I just go, <laughs> oh, I don't really follow sports anymore. But then, like, they'll, like, say something, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, so, so-and-so, so and, like, like, is that still, like, and they'll be like, oh, so you are a sportsman. I'm not, like, I like them, but I'm not, like, like, not to your standards. <laughs> rushing home every day to watch every single game so that I can prove to you that I do, you know? <laughs> hmm yeah. Like, yesterday, I had a, a dude ask me about the Russian guy that's really good with his feet. And I'm like, who are you talking about? He's like, young dude. And uh, he just got beat by another young dude. I'm like, who? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's Then he went on Google real quick. Oh, Lomachenko. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, Technically, bet. yeah. Technically, he's from the Ukraine. <laughs> right. And he's not that young either. So No, he's like 30-something. Exactly. Hey, we're young. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying yeah, that. Boxing that years. No, 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 In boxing years, that's old. Yeah, yeah, it's like past the prime, right? Oh, also, yeah. he lost to Loma to Tofimo. Tofimo. Oh, no, to Tofimo. Tofimo ain't Russian. Oh no, he said oh. young dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 young, yeah, yeah. Dude. young dude. But like, but he said that he was undefeated before he got beat by that no. uh, young dude. See, but that was sneaky marketing from top ranking yeah. ESPN. Because whenever Lomachenko would fight and he would always fight on ESPN, they did market him as undefeated. It was Isn't like the Salido fight never happened. And for the casual fan who does, who if you don't follow boxing, but what's mm-hmm. the next accessible thing besides sometimes PBC having stuff on Fox? You have it mm-hmm. on ESPN where everybody watches sports and it's prime time. So Imagine right. this person just got off of work, sat down, or, you know, they just, it's a Saturday, they want to watch whatever's on ESPN, and they see that, and they're impressed by Lomachenko, because as you should be, you like, oh, this guy's undefeated, right? So, yes, ESPN and Top Rank did a great thing marketing Lomachenko as undefeated, because who was going to question that? Not the casuals. Right. <laughs> what do you so, think yeah. about uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul being in boxing? I... It's a hard question because I can understand definitely everybody's angle of it. You know, like we were talking about earlier, it's different before how boxing was. Boxing had much more eyes than now and more much dedicated fans. Now, you know, I used to bartend and people, you you know, we talk boxing and everybody was usually like, oh, I used to watch it, but then it got to political. I used to watch it, but then I saw too many fights that had questionable outcomes. And well, Mm. as a hardcore boxing fan, what am I supposed to say? No. (laughs) <laughs> like right. yes right it's true right and again because of the different promotional companies different sanctioning bodies you have all sorts of like this you know little groups that you it's not accessible for everybody so i can see why people argue that hey it's a different uh, audience coming in and, and mm-hmm. if you put good fighters in the undercards of these you know big YouTubers and maybe these guys that, you know, see them are going to like them. Right. right. Or it's going to bring my eyes to the sport or just mm-hmm. like Canelo says it, you know, there, the sun shines for everybody. You know, there's a different audience. They're going to have like a TikTok card, I think versus YouTubers stuff. My son told me about that. I didn't even know. Oh, wow. My this son told me, he's I like, heard Mom. It. yeah, he's like, there's going to be TikTokers versus YouTubers. I'm like, for what? Oh, he's like, just money. I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm like, cool. But see, there's just, it's merging and I get it, you know, so it's like, okay, maybe it's not my thing, right? but I'm not going to like bash someone for liking it, if that makes any sense. It but also sense. I can definitely see how 
it can be a little bit insulting to to boxers who are on the come up and literally like waiting for an opportunity only to get like these people who you know don't dedicate their lives to boxing yes you can say that the logan brothers or paw brothers um have taken it more seriously these last couple of years but it's nothing compared to literally especially if there's guys are coming up from the amateurs their entire childhood right you know dedicated to the sport and not even that even just actual champions who are on the lower weight classes don't get mm -hmm. paid as much as these guys look at chocolatito Look right. at Estrada. Anyway, mm -hmm. all these guys who are so fucking badass in the boxing world, they don't get paid what Logan Paul and, and Jake Paul and no. all these guys, right? They don't. So I can see how that's frustrating. Clarissa frustrating Shields. for the hardcore fan and frustrating for the fighters themselves because I'm pretty sure you saw um James where people were like, Oh, you know, all these these guys are just stealing the light, stealing, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, stealing. And yes, it's true. And it, it, it's frustrating. And I guess that just teaches people that you got to market yourself in on the Internet. Look at Ryan Garcia. I think, I think with that, though, I think it should be called something else. Because I think like so there's there's actual wrestling and then there's WWE for showcasing yeah, those kind yes. of entered. Yeah, that's and a great so point, think, actually. I don't mm -hmm. think that should be boxing as it is. I think it should be its own separate thing. And then if they want to like challenge each other, those can be separate events, but like, let's, let's not just throw them together like that. I think See, that is, that is like, the, I didn't even think about it like that. That's I'm going to say that I'm gonna give you credit. I'm gonna say that in my next YouTube Thank live. You. Cause that is so, you, girl. I'm going to be like this part, but it's so it's, mm -hmm. it makes sense because you know, when Eddie Hearn, because it was Eddie Hearn, right. That started introducing mm -hmm. the YouTuber cards. Um, mm -hmm. People were angry, especially because the hardcore fans were mad that they were mixing the main events being, you know, these these YouTubers. And he put the fighters in the undercard. So people were super fucking pissed about that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, why not? Why don't you do like a Friday night for the YouTubers and the and the TikTokers, and then Saturdays for the real boxers? And then that way you get both audiences to subscribe to your platform but you don't gotta merge them because mm -hmm. you know the young people they don't care they at the end of the day they're gonna watch because they want to see their you know their youtuber yeah. or whatever but yeah. but the hardcore fans you know how they are they get like super mm, i'm not i'm gonna i'm not gonna watch them i'm right. not gonna support this right yeah. type of stuff to and the boycott point <laughs> yes. where they're like fuck this i'm, I'm Cancel. done i think yeah. i think my biggest i think like takeaway too from especially the eddie hearn uh, introduction to the YouTuber on the zone is that like his argument is that it would bring more people to the sport, which it is. Then he, but then he puts guys like Billy Joe Saunders in the undercard. <laughs> right, like, right, right. <laughs> what guys? Like, come on, what guys gonna be like watching this event and then be like, wow, Billy Joe Saunders, what a talented lap because he is, but he's not an exciting guy. Right. Right. So and then he like Devin Haney, which did amazing this weekend, by the way. Yeah. Congrats, Devin Haney. But he doesn't have that style. Right. So you would think that if you do want to draw in even more, um, you know, actually not even bring in the eyes because the eyes are brought just mm -hmm. by those by those YouTubers. Right. But then you put Boo Boo on there. You put like Billy Joe and Devin Haney, who are not the most, you know, All of the, you know, more uh, more like tactical um, guys defensive fighters yeah defensive yeah. tactical guys and it's like yeah. in order to retain them wouldn't you want to put guys that like are knockout artists or not knockout right. artists but you know guys that are going to be a little bit more busy more offensive in order to want to retain those eyes for people to be like hey this is actually fun i might tune into another zone card even my if my youtuber isn't on it right so, they, do, I mean, yeah. they do that a lot on top rank 
top rank has a lot of cards with like just full of knockouts. Yeah. You know, and they and they match up the opponents, you know, perfectly. Yeah, especially in the undercards. It's, it's pretty it gets you going. Yeah, yeah. And that's why they're um they've been picking up a lot of knockout artists like uh FA Jagba. Yeah. FA Jagba. Oh, his last his last knockout was scary as hell. Yeah, I thought, man, those knockouts be scary, man. Sometimes <laughs> it looks like the, the guy gets off in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but nothing was scary as when Javante knocked out uh Santa Leo? Cruz. Oh my god. It looked like he was even smiling. Like that's how out he was. <laughs> oh, he, he, was like he was out, smiling. man. Yeah, and I was like, dang. I was like, man, Leo, get up, man. Please. He was not. Bro, you from the minute that punchline, you could tell he was not gonna get up from that one. <laughs> man. But I mean, it, it was probably nowhere as scary as uh, when Pacquiao got knocked out by uh, Marquez. Yeah, that might have been the worst I've one. ever seen. Even, like, that was a moment in history. Stella? Isn't that like still a meme everywhere? Oh. Just him oh, thinking me there. And then yeah. as, as bigger names get keep getting knocked out, they like put them together, one on top of each other. Have oh. you guys seen those memes? No. Like when Nate Robinson got knocked out by Jake Paul, they like put him next to Pacquiao, like on top of him, like sideways, Bodies just like yeah. Let, oh, the Nate Robinson one was too funny. <laughs> Yeah, they, they had no put them business together. in the ring, though. Two people that have no business in the ring. See, and, and going back to, to what Stella said, you know, it's it, you would think you separate them. And also because Jake Paul's literally, he has a record of 3-0, a professional record. It's, it's not like, fair. No, it's not. It's not because fair. they're not boxers. They're not. I, I hate that. You know, I like, so, I so really she's do. right. Yeah, you put them in there. Like, all right, so like a typical boxer in the start of their career, they fight guys who, you know, have losing records. Right. So but I even bet, those guys would give Jake Paul run for his fucking money because these are say. guys that yeah. are at the gym. Yeah. Right? They, those guys would give Jake Paul a hard night. Hell yeah. And I think Ty, Tyrone Woodley might even give him a hard night because Tyrone <laughs> Woodley, he has he has a background a little bit, you know, in boxing and he hits really yeah. fucking hard, too. Well, it's so frustrating because, like you said, people who've been working their entire life to get up to the the level to where they could just be like, hey, I want to fight Floyd Mayweather. Over clout. Not even considered, you know, but like this guy just comes in, hey, today I think I'm going to be a boxer. Yeah. Just because they have to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. All right, all right, not right, even like boxers bullshit. who deserved it at 147 right. got to fight it's Floyd. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Make Earl. their own little instead of you know <laughs> WWE like boxing yeah. entertainment or some shit you know. What but I, mean? I think Something that's what else. Uh, Triller would be right. Isn't Triller heading to that? Like being kind I, of I think, like a, you know. I don't know. I mean, they got I think, Snoop Dogg on there. They like right. smoking on there. You, they well, got they drunk just, as Oscar de la Hoya on yeah. there. I hope they <laughs> never do that again. I mean, he was just absolutely gone, gone i really the, I, <laughs> the thing is that like it makes me sad because oscar's like Alleged. he was such a tremendous fighter and oh, yeah. i think oh. all of that is being completely erased because of who he is now as a promoter but also yeah. because of the, these instances and it sucks because man like he do need help like he needs help and and for them to let him get to on the mic like that and continue like that. yeah like after he was saying a couple, I'd be like, okay, like thanks, Oscar, thanks, Oscar. Like you can go now. Not like call his right. PR person or whoever. Like right. please come get, get him this. Now. He is yeah. fucked. But yeah. they didn't. Why? Because it brought commentary. People are gonna watch. People are gonna tune in to Views. see what Oscar's yep. gonna say this time. Yeah, you know, Triller. They just brought on Jim Lampy. I know. I saw. 
I saw that yesterday. I think they're and trying to improve their um their production the commentary. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they were, you know, I think it's things like this. Also, this this business model they're trying to do. I'm no fucking business major, but I think people don't like the inconsistencies because at the beginning, Triller, you know, with their smoking and and they're cussing and all this stuff, right? That's what I think people were like, oh, so this is what this is. And some people liked it, some people didn't, but they were watching. Look at the zone. Like the zone started with a very like $10.99 type or $10. And then, and then mm -hmm. they switched it to 20. And it's like people, when you start with something and then you like, you know, mm -hmm. change it, you don't get the best responses. So I wonder how people are going to respond to Jim Lambley. I think it, it depends on what we see from the next show. But I the think next show is a little bit more serious. I think boxing fans just want like a more serious boxing show. You know, like the Mike Tyson one wasn't bad, but it was Mike Tyson. So yeah, all of the concerts, it was like, okay, cool. It's like a celebration. Mike Tyson, mm -hmm. you know, Roy Jones. But on the last one, like all the concerts and everything, we're like, we want to watch Triller had boxing. like Doja Cat or something, right? In the last and one? And she's bad. Like, yeah, I, I, love I love her. I love her. Oh, she's one of the baddest. Oh, by Hell the way, yeah. I Agreed. have a new uh, celebrity crush, everybody. I thought that i'd make the announcement right here on the podcast cali uchis that sings that oh, telepathia yeah. song oh my <laughs> i don't know if it's her voice You're because like party, she's, it's, it's both because she can sing yeah anyways back on track um <laughs> no more concerts with triller i think will be good maybe just one like get one like, maybe Canelo, like, in the he middle. Had like one and then go yeah. and then get back to boxing yeah. You know, and I and I think that that would make the um the production better. Like the one with Mike Tyson was a really good production, honestly. But the one the last one they had with um Jake Paul and uh what, what's the UFC guy's name, Stella? Um they no, that's the basketball one. Already forgot which, his name. Which UFC I don't know guy? his name. The chomky guy. He was all chomky in the way. Yeah, anyways. The guy Jake uh Jake Paul knocked out. That fight, like that Nate production was something? just completely just like, ugh, like I'm glad that this one I did stream. Usually I pay for boxing events, <laughs> hey, by the way. Just kidding, yeah. FBI. Hey, Nate Robinson. Uh, yeah, just kidding. I would never just stream a fight like that. Come just on. Just kidding, FBI. We wouldn't have uh -huh, jokes. Uh, you guys know I tell <laughs> jokes on the podcast. Um, yeah, we wouldn't have C's on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Punish us all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I I love paying for boxing fights, by the way. Like, if it's something that I really want to yeah, you know, watch. And, I mean, even if it's something I don't really want to watch, most of the time, the support. Like, I bought the Andy Ruiz versus uh, Ariola. you know? I was with that. I was all about that fight. But it looked like everybody in the crowd was about that. I was there. <laughs> I was oh, there. you were there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, everybody that must was have been fighting. a good event to be at. Yeah, it definitely meant to be like, oh, my God, the world is healing. Oh, everybody's fighting. Right? Uh, everybody's fighting. Yeah. Back to normal. Everybody's fighting on airplanes these days. <laughs> I know that shit's so Fuck, crazy, dude. I keep seeing these videos. I'm all damn. I'd be way too scared on a plane. Like, if we're gonna fight, if you piss me off at the airport, we're gonna have to like meet up after we yeah. both get a like Uber or taxi out outside the perimeters. Like, I'm not about to get like catch a federal case or something. Way I was gonna say like if you get in trouble at the airport, too. that's federal, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah federal. that's federal, especially on top of a plane too. I feel like that's you're causing harm to everybody, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's endangering everybody else. Fuck yeah. That. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you won't catch me chunking them on the plane. I can tell you that because I'm already <laughs> like know. a nervous wreck anytime I'm on the plane. So <laughs> yeah. I'm to myself. Anytime I get on a plane, I've been on a plane so many times. Every single time I'm on a plane, I'm just. I think there, it's like, my last ride. I think I'm yeah. going to die. <laughs> 
same here. I can't exactly do it. That's exactly how I am. I'm like, oh Lord, please don't let this be the every little the bump, day. every little bit of turbulence. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh. and you never feel right. Like you never feel like I'm never relaxed. It it doesn't feel right. I mean, I shouldn't. You're like up in the air. Like you shouldn't be up in the air. Like yeah, it doesn't feel right. right. Like, how is that even possible? I'm doing the sign of the cross, which I don't typically do, but I get on the plane and I'm just like, become the most religious person ever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) I mean, that's all of us. And see, I got to fly to Miami next week. So, you know, oh my gosh, six hours on a plane, I'm going to be tripping out. That's the longest I've done. Yeah, six hours. And it was horrible. I'm going to take a couple CBD gummies, make sure it's the one with the (laughs) melatonin in it. You know, I'm going to just. I'm going to try to zone out because I last time I flew to Florida, worst ride I've ever had on a plane. They, like It dropped like 100 feet out of the air. Not even joking. Things came out the sky. It was like that bad. Not, not I said it came out the sky. You know the little yellow uh, yeah. oxygen mask? <gasps> Those oh, dropped shit. down. I would, yeah. I would simply start screaming if that oh, happened. I was done. Ass. I thought that was it. I was like, oh, this is it. You know, everybody's flipping out. Like the plane, just like I don't. I guess apparently they hit like some kind of like weird air pocket. Like they couldn't avoid a storm type of thing, and they hit some kind of air pocket, and it just like that. It felt like. Have you ever been on drop zone or something at a oh, Great America? Hell no. Yeah, it was like that. Not even joking. The worst Fuck flight that, ever. Man. I don't worst think I would ever, ever get on a flight after that. When I got off of that plane, I was like, "Is this my next life right now?" You know what I'm saying? Like, am I in another <laughs> yeah. dimension right now? Because that was like crazy yeah so the worst i've had is i went to the dominican republic and there was like a storm as we were entering the island and it was raining and it was bad to where like shit fell off from the top like people's luggages and stuff and then like the people what the girls what are they called again flight attendants they they were falling like i thought i was gonna die and same thing like i started praying and i swear to god after i started praying it stopped it stopped I'm oh, like serious. I sw- I'm like, oh my god! God, is that you? It was only thirty <laughs> minutes. Uh, they were already telling us like we're already like descending, but uh-huh. it's really, really bad turbulence. So you guys have to like just relax. But who the hell relaxes when it's like yeah. things are falling and stuff? And I remember I'm just minding my business, like watching Guardians of the Galaxy, like with my earphones on. Oh my god, it was awful. I thought I was dying, and we got so scared. And when we finally landed, I remember. We since we weren't able to fill out the paperwork in the plane because it was turbulence. I got down. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fill out the paperwork. And I'm I'm shook as hell still. So I fill it out. I take my passport. I go to the lady, and she's like, oh, honey, you grabbed the wrong paper. I'm like, oh, okay. And as soon as I turn around, I just start bawling, like crying, oh, like, and I'm like filling out the paper, like, <laughs> hey, like I want to go hey. home. And it's like I was just already like trying to cry because of the freaking turbulence but that lady yeah. just telling me i filled out the wrong thing man <laughs> whenever all right so the takeoff is like usually one of the scariest parts for me right mm-hmm. and like i'm oh, always like i'm always on the edge until the person comes or the pilot comes on the um overcome oh, yeah. oh beverages and you know snacks will be coming mm-hmm. in the next two minutes like if you i hear the them say that information from them that everything's yeah. okay because or, when or, you're taking off, it feels like you're dropping too. Yeah, man. Especially oh, when they man. change direction. And see, and see, uh, Lily, I live in uh, Vegas, and Vegas Windiest always has airport. Yeah, it it has the worst turbulence, like leaving and arriving in Vegas, because there's like there's nothing around. Vegas is like a ball, basically. I don't yeah. like. I don't know if people realize it, it's this, a but, basin. Yeah. Yeah. So there's mountains all the way around, 
and it's like kind of going inward right and that's why they got so many flood channels and uh, tunnels here in vegas because you know it's like a bowl right and so when there's wind there's like no like mountains or any kind of terrain that's breaking up the winds so when you're flying up it's just every time it doesn't matter what the weather is but it seems like anytime I fly in and out it's like the worst wind storm Vegas has ever seen (laughs) I'm like oh yeah Yeah. my first flight ever was actually to Vegas it wasn't that long ago it was in 2017 was the first time I ever got on a fucking plane oh really and it was to Vegas and it was from here so it's only like 45 minutes but there's Mm -hmm. turbulence because you don't really reach a high altitude you're kind of just you know yeah so it was yeah it was horrible I thought I was dying but I thought it was just because that was my first time uh, Long Beach, so it's like oh, okay. so twenty minutes from like me. LA. Yeah, oh, I, I flew I out of Long Ocean Beach side. Airport a few times. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a small airport. Like you actually walk onto the runway, and yeah. then yeah, JetBlue most of the time flies. There. I have uh, JetBlue. Yeah, that's what I yeah. do. JetBlue. Yeah, yeah, JetBlue's kind of fly though. They got the TVs on there. They, they, that's what I do it too. I need all the distractions I can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real talk, real talk. Tell me why one time I flew a uh, JetBlue from Long Beach to San Francisco, and um there was a movie on on the tv right and it was a movie about a plane crashing i'm like come on man like, you're like the fuck <laughs> like you wait, can't wait, wait, play that on the plane play. you know like, the now they have people. like direct tv they have direct tv or something yeah or, yeah, or they yeah, have yeah. like a library of movies now like yeah. now you can you gotta like choose. swipe your card and choose a movie no, no it's free it, it comes oh. free on jet blue complimentary. Well, complimentary baby just like uh you know bed and breakfast or whatever what they call it continental <laughs> excuse me continental breakfast and yeah, like that. you get like a library and then you up. get like some channels That's what was that interesting you get some channels like on it's like a direct tv guide and like then the air get, buses yeah 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 so some type of channel and then you or you get like you get the, the library of movies or music or books and stuff they have magazines it's like a little kingdom and you get yeah. like, see like, i need a plan with that because because my anxiety levels when i'm on a plane like i always end up buying wi-fi so it saves me money when they just got it available already because i'll <laughs> definitely buy wi-fi and start netflixing it up you know i feel you yeah hey so when you when you go to fights and whatnot like how do you approach uh these trainers and, and fighters and everything that do the interviews well i think my answer would differ from a lot of other people especially because i think you know i'm a girl or whatever so i i always try my best to not at fights because at fights I'm by myself, but whenever, let's say I want to go to a gym, mm-hmm. I try to take a male friend with me okay. because I feel like if I were to go in, they're just like, oh, it's like just some groupie broad. Like they're trying to like just mm-hmm. because, you know, that's I'm not saying that's what happens, but that is, you know, the assumption. You, you, you feel like, yeah, the assumption. That right. is the assumption, you know, um. So at fights, it's it's more it's easier at fights because if you're there and you got a fucking credential, people know to expect people to come up to them and, and talk to them. Mm-hmm. So it's easier at fights. At fights, I'm more it's easier for me to just be like, oh hey, like especially to the people who are in the event. It's harder right. for let's say if I went like I went to the uh, to the uh, oh my god, Virgil Ortiz fight in Texas, right. and of mm-hmm. course everybody in that card, I could just walk up to them and try to interview them, and it's fine. But let's say I like like when I saw Earl Spence. I, it's harder for me to be like zoom and try to get in there yeah. because he's not there as like, he's just there as a fan mm-hmm. and they have more of a probability telling you to fuck off. I never had anybody tell me to fuck off, but it's more of like dismissive. Like I'm going to answer, but I'm gonna keep walking or I'm going to answer, but I'm just going to give you like very, very short, like answers because I don't want to do this right now. I'm here as a fan type of thing. Word, mm-hmm. word. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Have you ever been to the boxing expo in Vegas? 
Yes, yes. Because most of the time when they have like the big fights, they have it. Like when Canelo fights, right? they right. have it. And yeah, I've been to it. And, and with that, it's more like I like being there just as a fan. A lot of times, I mean, I'm a super small channel, so I can't I can't say that like, oh, I get into all the fights because I don't. But I do sometimes just rather go as a fan because I want to drink and I want to scream and, and right. I want to literally go watch the fight, drink and dip. Like, I don't want to like have to stay after. And it's fun because you get to hear all the drama. But sometimes you just want like in Vegas, especially in Vegas, I'm in the mood to drink. I'm not in the mood to be like, let me sit here and work. Work, yeah. You, you know, producing content. So I just feel like. I hope that one day I get to the point where everybody accepts me, but also I will still choose to go out to some fights as a fan because you get to like drink and do like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Man, I got fucked up at the Devin Haney fight. It. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got fucked up. I told a, a story on the last uh, podcast we put out. Like, um, I went and ordered a drink. Me and my wife, we went and ordered a drink, right? And um, they gave me the like the model bottle uh you know, liquid that's in there. It's basically water, food coloring, and vinegar. And oh, awesome. I ordered, oh. we both ordered um, Fireball on the rocks, right? And they gave us, you know, the vinegar water on the rocks. You know, we didn't smell it or nothing. We get to the seat. And um, I mean, we, and we had to walk up some stairs to get to the seat because, you know, I got the, you know, I got the, the seats that were up there, which by the way, at the Mandalay isn't that bad. Honestly. Yeah, no, there's not a bad seat there. There's not a bad seat. Yeah. Good, yeah. But, you know, we both take a swig and we're just like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Man. But they didn't pissed. notice? Man, they didn't even notice at first. They were but, drunk? <laughs> man, dude, they must have been. Let me fix this out of here. Yeah, they must have been. But, um, yeah, we were like, what is this that they just oh, did? But anyways, God. I mean, aside from that, though, yeah, I was, you know, on that kind of hype at the Devin Haney fight, you know, where I just kind of wanted to you know, have some drinks and, and relax a little bit. I mean, I don't do any kind of uh, content creation at Box Advice. I'm, you know, definitely just a fan now. I mean, I've thought about it before because I'm so into boxing, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, if I did do anything with boxing, I almost would kind of want to be a ref because these refs be pissing <laughs> me off sometimes. <laughs> Real talk. Like, I am I almost like want to look into it because, I mean, that seems like a fun Dude, job. They let, I feel like they, they, they need new refs because come on every time i watch a fight and we see a ref it hit me the other day i'm like i have not seen a new ref like these are all the same refs i've been watching when i was growing up so like where though. they got no eyesight left like what the fuck are no, they doing uh, okay like okay. kenny bayless like he uh, pissed me off with all that shit like and then i googled and he's like 60 70 something i'm like oh, get that man out of there i'm like <laughs> is, what the hell is he, he doing old? He's like yeah, 70. Kenny Bayless has been around for a while. He's like 70, yeah. I think. So I was like, what is he doing in there? Okay, all right. I'm going to get you going on this one. That man did a terrible job in the Josh Taylor versus uh, Ramirez fight. Like, Ramirez thought he was getting um, that uh, Bayless was they breaking were gonna him break apart. Him. Yeah. yeah, because he touched them. Yeah. You can't touch them from, like, you know, arm's distance away because, you know, obviously the fighter thinks, okay, it's getting broken apart right yeah. now. And then next thing he knows, he's on the fucking canvas, you know? But you know, you, uh, in the Devin Haney fight, that ref, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he was doing great. Mora, or not Mora. Uh, he, he would yell it and then get in the way. Right. Break it up! And then, that you know, and... and uh, the right thing to do. They usually do that, you know? Like, they're just, like uh, Kevin, um, oh my God. Tony Weeks does it. Tony mm -hmm. Weeks also does like break it up. And then like he like gets in. He doesn't just like lightly tap a motherfucker. Be like, the, if you tap one fighter, the other fighter is not feeling it. They don't know what the hell you're doing, especially exactly. because 
um they were kind of like like this which is why the it, you know it landed because they were kind of like one of us like kind of cheek to cheek right right so if you know ramirez is over here and taylor's over, Taylor has yeah. no idea what's going on over here no. you know so a lot yeah. of people are like oh you know he took advantage he didn't see i don't even think he even saw that bayless was right there i don't think he did either i mean you know you do also got to put a little bit of accountability on Ramirez in that as well. I mean, when you think about it, because like you do need to protect yourself, you know, at all times. And that includes making sure the ref is where he's supposed to be. Right. But I mean, I, I get it. Like, I mean, you can't really. Ramirez is too passive. When they announced before they even announced that fight back when, you know, we knew, we knew this shit was going to happen. It's mm-hmm. the 140 division. Yeah. I always knew Josh Taylor was going to win. I didn't think he was going to, you know, drop Ramirez like that, but right. I knew he would win because Ramirez is oh so passive. He is mm. just too passive. And yes, he come forward, comes forward. And yes, he has a very uh, stylistically, he's very come forward, but mm-hmm. he's so passive. He lets dudes just like try to run through him. Like right. without asserting himself, like, no, I'm going to come at you and you're not going to do this. He still comes at them, right. but not in an assertive manner to where they're scared to come back at him just as hard. Yeah, one one thing I think Ramirez does really well is uh, when he gets somebody hurt, he's really good at like capitalizing on it and like bringing on a barrage of punches, you know? See, the thing is, when I saw the like the third and fourth round, I'm like, oh, my boy Jose, he's actually going to pull this off. Like, mm-hmm. I was actually thinking like, yeah, holy shit. I was thinking like, that he, too. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to prove me wrong. Good. Like, I, I, I please do. Right. Like I was when I saw him in the set, I think it was the third and fourth round right where he was like just putting josh taylor against the ropes like mm-hmm. kind of trying to set a similar game plan as we he did with maurice hooker mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man like this guy like good job but i shit like when he got caught the first time i'm like okay that seemed like he just didn't even see it coming right yeah speaking of maurice hooker i mean i'm like damn why did he go up to uh 147 to fight uh virgil ortiz when he was already getting you know knocked out at 140 well, he was also supposed to fight at 147, but Regis, remember? Before mm-hmm. the pandemic happened, oh. he was actually scheduled to fight Regis Progre in Maryland, also mm-hmm. at 147. But, you know, that, you know, pandemic happened. That didn't happen. And I, I but yeah, like if you're getting knocked out by guys at 140 who are not necessarily knockout punchers, mm-hmm. why are you stepping in there with Virgil Ortiz? Like, right. that made no fucking sense to me, but no. I'm not a trainer or a manager. So, all right. So, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Stella, Stella, you're like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I don't know all these people are. I'm just fucking listening. <laughs> Sounds hey, juicy though. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I fucking love boxing. But I all right, all right, just be, before we move on from from that real quick, I just want to say, do you think that Virgil Ortiz is ready for uh Bud Crawford? Um, no. And I don't mean this like <laughs> offensively because right, Virgil right, okay, Ortiz right. is seriously like I I had the honor to have been invited to one of his camps and Mm-hmm. Man, that kid is such a dog. Like, most serious, composed no kid. I seen him spar Mikey Garcia. I seen him spar one of the 160 guys that at RGBA. So this kid is so fucking skillful. Oh, and yeah. I think a lot of people don't give him credit because they're like, oh, he got hit by Hooker. I don't think people understand that he didn't respect Hooker. No. Right? He doesn't respect Hooker. He didn't respect Hooker's power. He didn't respect anything. So I think people are like, oh, this kid, like he just gets gets hits, hits too much, or he's a typical RGBA fighter that just comes forward. I just don't think Virgil had it in him to where he has had to outbox somebody. But which is why I feel like he should, before he should even fight any champion, he should 
at least go 12 rounds or let us see something to, to where we see him adapt because he's just been running through motherfuckers. And I know it's not his fault because mm-hmm. his his resume is really good for a kid his age and for being with Golden Boy, for being now he's a contender. Right. Mm-hmm. But his whole prospect career, he was really fighting guys that were tough veterans and that didn't have, you know, super mega losses. Like my biggest thing was Mauricio Herrera. Yeah, when he beat Mauricio Herrera, mm-hmm. I was very impressed because Mauricio Herrera had never been folded. Right. And people were like, oh, he's old. He had never been folded. He had right. never been folded. He beat Danny Garcia, in my humble opinion. Oh, he did. I was at that fight, actually. In Puerto and he Rico. beat, like, can no one tell me otherwise? Yeah. No, so, yeah, no. He definitely beat Danny Garcia the fight. Right? Uh, that fight was totally fixed by the judges. Exactly. So yeah. so with when Virgil folded him like a chair, I'm like, like, oh, my God. And then when he did Orozco, who Orozco had mm-hmm. went the distance with Jose Ramirez, he got yeah. dropped once or twice, I think, but he never got hurt. He got like, you know, flash knockdowns and stuff, but right. he got up and he continued to fight 12 rounds. He went 12 rounds and that was his only loss. His only other loss was to a 140 former champion now. Right. Right. And Virgil again folded him. He's serious. Yeah. And and now with Solomon saying got one loss, never been stopped. Virgil stopped them. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he fought Vargas, which is the guy that, uh, uh, both Jervon, no, not Jervon. What the fuck am I talking about? Errol Spence. Errol Spence knocked him out, and you know I know people mm-hmm. are gonna use that as a measuring stick, but that kid, like Virgil, was fucking him up, and it was a TKO, which eh, you know, like it's cool, whatever. It wasn't a, a tremendous knockout, but yeah. again, he like did the same thing Errol Spence did, mm-hmm. and then with Maurice Hooker, like he, you know, it's a former champion. Yes, you can say that. Oh, you know, he didn't have any power, or oh, he had already lost the same way, or I mean, a worse way too. Mm-hmm to Jose Ramirez, but I feel like Virgil's going to set a trend of beating up um, other people's other champions, former yeah. opponents and, and fucking them up worse. I feel like, I think he's great, but I know it's not his fault. He's not going the distance because they just can't last. Yeah. But I think just for, you know, I would rather him go the distance before trying a title shot or to keep, keep what he's doing now. Like, I don't think he should be in any rush. He's doing great. He's fighting the B levels. I would love to see him against the, you know, PBC B levels, the Figueroa's, the the Granados of the world, right? Like Granados, Figueroa. I don't think there's anybody at 147 and Golden Boy that can give him some smoke. I don't Um, think. Isn't Harry that guy that what's his name? The the one with the afro. Oh 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 yeah 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 you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. I know you're talking. He's tall, right? Yeah, he's tallish. He's also 147. He's the one that goes. Is he one forty seven? Right, right, right. Yeah, that one. He <laughs> Blair the Flair or uh, Blair the Flair. Yes, yeah. Blair the Flair. He he's one, and he's but he's gotten dropped before. So I feel like people won't give Virgil credit because that guy has been dropped twice before and came back to win. Um, they have Alexis Espino. I think he's also one forty seven. But oh yeah, well, Alexis. That guy's Espino. even you know in a lower. He fights right out of now. Vegas, don't he? Yeah, I think yeah. he he's lower right now than Virgil. So I don't think. And I think they're both with Robert, actually. So I don't think that would happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So I just, yeah. you know, it, I don't know what his future is other than, I guess, to to become mandatory in order for these other guys to give him a shot. Because I don't, th- that's where the problem comes in. Again, how we talked about earlier with the promotional companies yeah. and the networks and stuff. He, you know, Virgil's with Golden Boy. So we'll all, you know, all the PBC fighters at 147. I mean, all the 147s are the PBC. So mm-hmm. how is he going to make those fights happen? He's going to have to like 
become mandatory. And, and I think he is right now for the WBO. I think he's number one or number two behind Sean Porter. Man, uh, man, in a perfect world, all of the best would just fight the best. And um, all of the promotional companies will somehow, you know, figure out how to just merge together. All of the sanctioning bodies could get rid of merge all of the these profits. belts, four or five belts, super, so super champions and franchise champions. Franchise, super gold, silver, pearl. I don't know what the hell. It's ridiculous. Sounds like Pokemon badges. Mm, uh, I know, right? <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah, it, it, it's it's totally it's totally managed. But like like out here, that's why you know UFC you know, does so well because they make the best fight the best. And there's only one belt within that company. And I mean, UFC ain't as big as boxing worldwide, but you know, if they take some of that business model, then, you know, they could probably bring more of the casual fans back in, which, you know, again, like what we were all talking about earlier, I think that the whole YouTube boxer thing is like super disrespectful. And I know that a lot of uh, the hardcore boxing fans don't like it. I don't personally like it, but I mean, who, who knows? Maybe Eddie Hearn is Eddie a Hearns. promotional genius, you know, the he's definitely is, one of what... the top promoters right now. And I did not well, right now. Yeah, yeah. I was not saying that a while ago, but like I get annoyed when I see him um, at the face-offs, every single face-off, he's in the middle. I'm like, come on, dude, just get out the picture already. But, you know, like the more I see him making moves, I'm kind of like, damn, maybe he's like the best promoter right now. He puts on some good fights. Like, yes, he says whatever you want to hear, but he's a great interview because he talks a fucking lot. So I love him. I love to interview him. He just talks and he gives you. Oh, is that right? Whatever. And even if he's lying and you know he's lying and he knows he's lying, he will just give it to you. And he puts on great fights. And I, I, I can't. I know there's people who are very invested in like picking and choosing what, you know, promotional company or network or promoter they like. Mm-hmm. I don't. They're all guilty, just as guilty, <laughs> in my opinion. And they're all put good fights and they all put shit fights. Right. Yeah. I think Eddie Hearn has put on really, really good fights, especially here in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And he accidentally put on one of the more popular fights in the, over the last couple of years <laughs> with Andy Ruiz. Ruiz. The you thing know. is, OK, speaking of that, he always gets guys to beat up his in-house fighters. He makes great fights, but it's always at the, <laughs> at the you know, at the expense of his fighters. Look at he brought in Mikey Garcia, paid him shit ton of money for Mikey Garcia to fight on the zone. Mm-hmm. Fucked up Jesse, Jesse, who was like, I think his second or third signed yeah. person mm-hmm. at the zone. And yeah. he brought in, and then he brought it, he paid Chocolatito a bunch of money to come fight over here in the zone and fight your fight. Fucked him up. Same card. Two of his fighters fucked up. Look at uh, uh, Juan, what's his name? Julio Cesar Martinez. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Beat the fuck out of that little UK guy that he brought in. They're just, he gets guys to make great fights with him, but then they beat up his fighters. I'm well, like, damn, like that's fucking crazy. Well, <laughs> look at look, Billy Joe, look at Smith. Yeah, All Joe these guy, guys are getting fucked up. Knocked out. He, he, he quit, right? He yeah, I mean, it, was it the best thing for him to do? Yes, but it doesn't change the fact that he quit. Right. Thank you. And, and, I, and I heard this in the Sean Porter podcast because this guy's like, oh yeah, he quit. He's like, but even with the eye, he's like, if I had looked out across the, the ring and I seen Canelo standing up, not even sitting down, even yeah. if I wasn't hurt, he's like, I would have still quit because that man did not <laughs> sit down. I'm like, that, that's true. Like, I feel like Canelo's he didn't scary. have anything left. Yeah. Canelo's a bad motherfucker. He's he's the face of boxing. He really is. What anybody says right now he's the face of boxing. Yes. 
Yeah. Right, Stella? You're a ginger too, Even Stella. Even I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a ginger Mexican, just like Canelo. Yeah, oh yeah, so then the so, bond is there. You I go. bet you if Canelo did an ancestry DNA, it would definitely link back to like Ireland <laughs> or something like that. Uh, well, Irish has, like Ireland has a history in Mexico. Yeah, Ireland colonized, well, they didn't call it. They were actually also running <laughs> They were away. there to they help. Were, like, yeah, they were actually fight. there to help Mexico. Yeah. And they all settled in, in the Jalisco area, so that's why everybody there is white. What? Yeah. Is this these are facts, huh? Yeah, this yeah. is such a true statement. A lot of like Mexican men have like red beards. Yeah, mm. and that's like, why they're like everybody around the Jalisco, they're all yeah, very light light skinned and white. Because yeah. that's where they settled. Um I love it when I find out stuff on the podcast and <laughs> yeah. you know, I start learning and this so it's like, like my... people can't even say some show. You don't look Mexican. Tell me yeah. what a Mexican. No Mexican. Like. Let me they, tell you. What, what is that? Am I supposed Afro to look like Mexicans? Yeah, thank fucking, you. There's thank like you, Native Stella. Mexicans. There's the Irish you, Stella. Mexicans. I love you for and that. You because know what I mean? There's all kinds. Like Afro erasure is so big in like Latin communities. It really and is. There's like, like people. Mexican yeah. Like I hate when people do say that. Like they expect everybody to look like I don't know what because yeah, it's it's right. you know Mexican is not a race so. It's not. We all look fucking different. <laughs> That's true. And it's very diverse. So, you know, I'm half Mexican. What else? I'm half Mexican. <laughs> What's the other half? Uh, I guess white. I don't know. Mm-hmm. White surprise, what's like like color? the what's it called? Little tootsie roll. What are they called? The... <laughs> what? Whoa! What are they called? Airheads. Airheads. Yeah. yeah. Airheads? The airheads that are called white the mystery. Mystery. The mystery, yeah. white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's what Jimmy Butler happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, like they're like, so what's your nationality? I'm like, well, I'm kind of like those airheads, the mystery ones. <laughs> kind of just gotta going forward take a bite and find out. <laughs> and find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good. One. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that one down. Really. That's a fucking good one. Yeah. Oh man. So. So what do you think about uh, Oscar and uh, Canelo? Do you think they're setting up a fight, a big mega fight? See, the thing is that one of the reasons why the lawsuit came up with with DeZone and Golden Boy when Canelo sued both of them, mm-hmm. it was because one, DeZone uh, was trying to kind of dictate who he was going to supposed to fight. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't right. want him to fight certain fights. They wanted him to fight a specific schedule. And he's like, no, you guys had 11 fights with you. And you, there was no mention of any triple G's, you know, any anything. Yeah. And they were right. trying to get him to fight UFC fighters, Oscar for an exhibition, right? What he didn't know was that it was actually Golden Boy who had promised. Because you know how Golden Boy has uses the zone as their platform to for their fighters. Right. Apparently, mm-hmm. you know, Canelo was first, and then they signed the deal with Golden Boy to to televise all their fighters. So, you know, like Ryan Garcia, Virgil, they fought on the zone, but they're not with the zone. Like they're not matchroom guys. They're they're just you know, with, you know, here, but they fight from in their platform. So what Canelo didn't know is that Golden Boy promised the zone that Canelo would fight a third time with Triple G by a certain date or by a certain fight in Mm -hmm. yeah, with their contract. So they said, yes, please, you know, we'll fight on your platform. Yes, please. And we promise you that if you let us fight on your platform, yes, please. We're going to make Canelo fight Triple G by a certain date or by a certain. So they were still trying to cash in on that, like paper. You know, there was no pay per view, so they had the whole motto, motto of "Oh no, 
no more pay-per-view type of shit. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to make Triple G versus Canelo, which is why they got Triple G too. And Canelo didn't know this. Canelo didn't know that Golden Boy had made that promise to DAZN and that that's why DAZN was asking all this shit. So that's why he was able to sue them. And yes, the judge was like, yes, okay, you're you're out. But he still had to give Oscar, I think, like 80 million. 80 million? Something like that. I don't know if to both. I don't know. Canelo's not missing any money because he's still making like 30 grand. I mean, 30 grand, 30 million a fight anyway right. with with Eddie. But I think Oscar is really upset about that because it's almost like do you, do you guys speak Spanish. Trying. I understand it. My oh, there's a there's, great. <laughs> there's a term called Chapulín, which means like a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's like. A, a slang for when let's say your best friend steals your girlfriend type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what happened here. Like Eddie Hearn came from the UK and, you know, try to slide himself in with the biggest fucking name in boxing. Cause you already had the biggest name in boxing in the UK on yeah. their side of the pond. So Eddie Hearn, like you said, making fucking moves. And it's like, I need to get me the best. That's what I'm saying. He has boxing all, over there. He has all the biggest superstars in the world. Yes. Now. And even though Canelo cut the ties, the contract, with the zone, he's still the winner because he still does business with Eddie Hearn. Yeah. He gets paid the exact same thing, like 30 something million a fight. Ridiculous and he doesn't numbers. have to be tied to them. Right. So I right. think, I think, I think Oscar's just salty. You know, I oh, think yeah. he's just salty because he's salty with everybody. He's salty with Dana White. True. He's salty with Eddie Hearn. He's salty with uh, Floyd. Like he's always salty. He sounds like the bitter ex-girlfriend, and I hate that for him. <laughs> he sounds like a bitter-ass ex. He definitely sounds like a bitter ex. But I don't know. Something in me has got me thinking that he's trying to set up some kind of fight with Canelo. Like, I think that's going to be, like, his very, very last fight. Do you, I mean, I, obviously, I, like... I would see it because Canelo's pissed. Canelo would fuck Canelo him up. Canelo would fucking drop him bad. Yeah, like, it wouldn't be, like, an exhibition-friendly <laughs> shit going on here. I feel like... No. Canelo would Canelo try to hurt the kid. Haymakers, yeah. Mm. yeah and I would going... love to see that. Give me that. I tweeted it earlier. Give me that shit. Now that's the exhibition I want to see. <laughs> and then and then guess who would get it? Eddie Hearn. He'd throw the everybody's the a winner here. Yeah. Settled it in court, but then they still gonna do it in the ring. I would love that. I don't care. I would love that because Canelo's Canelo's genuinely angry, and I think we see a shift in his personality. Mm-hmm. And I like it because the times I've I've only interviewed Canelo twice. He is one scary dude. Oh, my God. Like, uh, my hands were shaking. My feet were shaking because he is so, like, monotone and just he looks like he hates it. Like, he doesn't want to be at the media. Yeah, like, he's at the media events and he's just like. He's like, what am I doing? Like, okay, like, questions or whatever. Like, I'm not saying I think that's just, you know, he has wrestling betrays maybe or maybe he's just not a. you know, guy that loves to talk. There's not everybody's like that. Eddie Hearn's but, got him talking now, though. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's scary. Like when I interviewed, I was fucking shaking to where I had to stabilize my camera on the fucking editor because I was like holding the camera all fucked up. And, oh, wow. And now it's like now now he has a personality. Now he's giving us something to work with. I don't know if you guys saw like the build up, not the build up, but like fight week footage of, you know, the way he's like smiling. He's yeah. like being interactive not just answering the questions but mm-hmm. actually being interactive with the media he's thanking them for being right. there he's like thank you guys so much for being here he's like being super interactive post fight we saw what happened we had never seen this from him and i, I love he, it i think that eddie probably that's probably eddie's doing like he probably linked him with like uh 
you know, um, media people, or what, what do they call it when like yeah, media, I... it's one training, like media trainers or whatever, where they kind of teach you how to like mm. act when you're well, in too, public and I, in front of cameras. It could have something to do with how, um, how like the, the, the Pauls are in and it's mm, more becoming yeah. a show yeah. thing. like That's he's all shit point. I gotta like turn this on if I'm I gotta gonna, do like, this to people over too you know what I mean because True. before his fight just spoke for itself and exactly, now he's yeah. gotta have a personality because now personalities are really involved mm-hmm. like, and also I think maybe he just got tired of people talking shit like everybody's talking shit about him and he said it. he's like you guys wait for, like, fight each other while you wait for me at least Right. And I think he's just tired of it. He went off on Boo Boo. I was here for it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm loving this new Canelo. I hope it stays that way. Because he's not trash talking, but he just responds to the trash talking, mm-hmm. right? So he said, I, You are a horrible fighter. You're a horrible, <laughs> I love horrible his, fighter. I love man. his accent too. And I think what's funny is that That'd like they asked him that in an interview in Spanish. They're like, Oh, like now you learn English so much that you've been cussing. And he said, like, he said in Spanish, he's like, could you believe how fucking fun it is to talk like bad words to cuss in English? He's like, you cannot believe it. And for us, it's backwards. Like, I love cussing in Spanish. I feel like it has more like mm-hmm. about pop. It's mm-hmm. more like I think it's funnier. Yeah, I yeah. think I mean, I, I'm a Spanish. But I, I English was my second language. So like, I, I still feel like I love cussing in Spanish better. You get the point mm-hmm. across. You get the sentiments across the yeah. everything, you know, and there's some cuss words that just don't translate to English. That's just how fucking, you know, and, and I just feel like I can see why Canelo, though, he's like, oh, pussy and, and uh, yeah. fuck you up right now, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck out of here. I love that. I, I, I added that. I, I added that to my computer so I can add to my soundboard because I love when he said, get the fuck out of here, man. Or else I'm going to yeah. fuck you up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whenever someone's acting out of pocket in my comment section, that's what I'm going to put. The fuck out of here. You- fuck you up right now. How often do you stream? I should be more consistent about it, but I try that at least once a week and it would either be like that same, like literally post fight, like right. after the fight, I just jump on. And that's when I get the mm-hmm. most traffic because everybody's like in. Everybody's looking not, for it though, too. Yeah. The so, algorithms are probably pushing it out there too. Yeah. So like, I have a couple of viewers. Saying? Yeah. My viewers. And then when, if I don't, because I'm either out getting drunk, like I'm not watching it on my house, <laughs> I'll do it on either on sun on Sunday like mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. or Monday, but um, I have a nine to five, so so it's harder for me to mm-hmm. to do it and or want you know I, I put on makeup because I don't always put on makeup. I only put on makeup because I knew I was doing this after. I wake up at like six in the morning because I have my kids to take to the boys and girls club. Before mm-hmm. I go to work, I have to catch you know the freeway before seven forty five or else yeah. traffic hits right. So I don't have time, but I did put in my two weeks and I'm going to try to make it only on YouTube. And I, I am also a sex worker. So like, I don't know if you can say that on the podcast. I mean, you guys talk about other shit, so you can. I can't say that on the podcast. We say some of the foulest stuff on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> so I do like holy fans too. And that's made me a lot of good money that I, it's like, why am I working? Right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to make, the same or more from the comfort of my room then why not just do that why not so i'm like you know what yeah i'm gonna try because i am also a writer like i i'm a copywriter at my job but i love journalism so i'm like you know what i dead ass do truly 
believe that my writing is really good, like especially for boxing. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just going to be consistent. And yeah, no one's going to care at first because it's just in my website. But those are samples for me to send to people and be like, look how yeah. consistent I am. Because I can send some now and be like, yeah, but you haven't written since fucking Valdez knocked out Berchet. So what, what's up with that? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I feel like if I'm consistent, then people are going to be like, OK, then we can trust this person to be, uh, you know, just as consistent with us. Right. Sure. And and keep getting credentials for the bigger fights because then they'll see that I'm actually pushing out stories instead of just every now and then because yeah. I have time. Right? So, published, so reg- or published regularly. You'll be good. Yeah. And I remember like when quarantine first started and I didn't have any more interviews or anything really to do, I would go live like every other day. And I would just put on my camera and I like with the TV in the back. Cause right now I have like my TV in the back mm-hmm. and I just be like, Oh, let's watch. Uh, and it was an old, old fight. So I wouldn't get copyrighted like old fight. And I'd be like drinking, talking. And I would make like $60 just on super chats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't I like, and that was because I was consistent. Now I still make some here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll make like 20, no 50 at most, but right. because no one knows when I'm going on live. I don't have yeah. a schedule. You're not right? like so I feel like, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like if I can, I'm going to give it like a couple months. And if, and if I can get somewhere to where at least I'm getting noticed by the people that I want to get noticed by with the writing, then mm-hmm. I want to stay doing it. If not, I'll, I'll still just do it for the fun. Like you guys content yeah. to make just with people and to like mm-hmm. be live with people. Cause I don't have any friends. I'm lonely as hell. So I love to hop hey, on live. Doing a club. <laughs> I love to hop on live and talk to people. That's the most interaction I get. So you're saying you'll hop on live with us one of these days? Yes. And you guys can even come to mine too. So we can can do that. That'd be sick. We are popping. We are (laughs) content. Just we're addicted to it. Like we love to do this. Because it's fun. Yeah, it is. And I think people you you uh, and I'm sorry, like, I don't know why your message went to like, it didn't go to my inbox. It went to like, I didn't uh even know. uh No, I didn't even know that Instagram (laughs) has like a secret. (laughs) I know (laughs) that's how I felt. I didn't even know that Instagram has like a secret, like. Like all these like requests. I don't think you can see. Yeah, we got requests. I have so many. I I have a lot of those. And then I send like people I don't know to the general and then people I do know to the primary. I didn't see all that. Multiple accounts. It's fucking. I'm not very like Instagram savvy. Have you like seen my my profile? I don't post much, but like I'm mostly on stories, but I didn't know. So when you asked me that, I'm like, oh my. And then I'm like, oh shit. And it's true. Like I went on. I'm like, you guys did get big pretty fast it happened out of nowhere yeah like most people with podcasts it's very like it's a very specific liking that they have to like you Mm -hmm. know or or either that or a very broad audience like me true crime i love true crime Mm -hmm. there's like a hundred million fucking podcasts those are the biggest podcasts right true True crime crime and yeah stuff like that so that's what i like which is i feel like everybody Mm -hmm. likes that or joe rogan and Yeah, yeah that's what they like so I, I when I saw and I'm like oh my god like I like scroll through your YouTube I'm like you guys are pretty freaking new yeah. and you already got these yeah. many followers and these many views I'm like damn I'm like damn cool. I'm like okay I'm like that's pretty sick and I think like you mentioned earlier yeah. people can see when things are just like generated for content purposes mm-hmm. but when they see people actually having like an interaction and it's genuine then people like it a lot more because going back to boxing reference. Everybody hates the zone commentary, not only because it's terrible, but because you can tell those guys hate each other. 
Yeah, Sergio yeah. Mora. Those Sergio Mora and Chris Mannix, they, <laughs> all of those, they don't like each other. No, they don't. And it's very obvious. They always argue the whole entire yes. broadcast. And I'm it's like, not like arguing, arguing like like how Andre Ward and, and Timothy Bradley it's argue. It's not a debate. It's like a Yeah, because they're a debate. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's... But these two guys are like, when you're in high school and you see two guys kind of like outdo each other and like bicker. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And it's like... Swinging contest. Exactly. So I'm like, I, I'm like, when people, people can tell, like people are not stupid. So I think people really do enjoy actual content that they can see people are genuinely interested in it. And that's what I'm oh, trying to totally. do too. Yeah. Mm. They could totally, you know, sense that and, and feel it. I and I think people respect it more. And, you know, when you, when you do it just for the fun and you're not all the way, just too worried about views and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, I think that goes a long way because you're not selling out just for yeah. you know, the views. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think whatever kind of, you know, content that people are putting out there just you know as long as you love it then that's all that really truly matters you know and um i think that just you know comes to show that betting on yourself always mm-hmm. wins you know for sure yeah even if it's the slower road like it's still fucking going forward like i'm here for it i love consistency is always key to whatever is it is key. yeah we have put out yeah. one you. episode every week since we started almost a year ago and this year, two a week, every week since we started, like, we're yeah. just fucking cranking it out. And that's how it should be. And, and that's, <laughs> I told myself, like, okay, I'm like, after I don't work, because I took a week off, I'm gonna go to Mexico, I'm gonna go see my grandma after the pandemic. So I'm hey. like, okay, I'm gonna, when I come back, I'm gonna wake up, you know, do my usual morning routine with my kids, but then I'm gonna put on makeup, just in case if there's any news of boxing, I could jump on and either go live or just do like a quick two minute video of like, hey, like mm-hmm. this just in. You know, this is the blah, blah, blah. Let me know what you guys think and how do you think this is going to develop? Yeah. Bam, right. that's it. You know, because I, yeah, I totally. if, if I'm like just looking crazy, I'll be like, uh, no, I don't want to like put on makeup. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. like, I have to do it as soon as I wake up or else I'm not right. going to do it. Man, see, Content and, and, creation is a lot of work. It is. It is. See, guys, we have it yeah, easy. You don't got to do that. You wake up and yeah. maybe brush your hair a little bit. And that's it. Not even <laughs> sometimes. It. Yeah, I was taking a nap before this podcast yeah. right here. So, yeah, you know? You're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we probably still got a little drool right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I worked and then I did my makeup and then I went to the grocery store and then like I hopped on here like right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's why so, I told him like six. I'm like, not seven. I'm like 630. I'm like, because I feel like I get, I take like a trap, like an hour in traffic. So I'm like, I don't want to say six because six might be too pushing yeah. it. So I'm like, I, I don't want to work from home. I would have had to do later if that was, the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hats off. Man, well, shout out, shout out to the ladies, everybody. Let's get a hand clap. Round of applause for the ladies. not much, but it's still well, a lot thank you so better much. Than it's a lot than what we, yeah, it's a, it's a lot better than what we would do if we were not doing it. <laughs> Well, and sometimes these lights wash me out too. So I have to make sure I have blush on or something like I, yep. I think and contour or else we're going to look ghosty. Right. Otherwise you look like a flat ghost face. <laughs> it's like it's fucking bullshit. Man, you know what? Like the only thing that gets me is like this selfie light be all in my glasses. Oh yeah, the glasses. Right. Yeah. That's why I put my ring light or little above me going down. Yeah, mine is you higher You can kind of see me. it if I look up, see? Yeah, that's like oh, my yeah, deal. But if I'm it. like this, you don't. Let's see, this could be like the thumbnail, all of us with the selfie light <laughs> in the middle of our eyes. Okay, there we go. Hers <laughs> look like eyeballs. We can screenshot cool. that. <laughs> what was that? Hers looks cool. It looked like eyeballs. It did look like eyeballs. She did it. 
Hey, green eyes. You look like an alien, kind of. <laughs> I should like. I should like take a picture. Right, hold on, I'm gonna take a picture of this real quick. I'll post this on the IG or something. This is Everybody, totally be on it. Okay, <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I'm about to take us on out of here. Thank you, Lily, Thank for you so uh, sliding through. Um, I loved don't it. hang up. Don't don't. No, 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 no. I don't want to hang up. <laughs> Not yet. Once we stop recording, I'm gonna debrief with you real quick. Okay, bye guys. All right, y'all. We'll holla at y'all. Stay-